Chris, so the one thing I've noticed, uh, having covered teams in Washington for a while, is that there's always a lot of Cowboys fans that just kind of find their way to trickle in here. I'm in a battle with a, a Cowboys fan clearly right now that's defending Mike McCarthy. Now, I cannot stand lazy arguments from people, okay? When somebody gives you a regular season record for a coach and then says they're not making the throws, doing the blocking, or making the tackles, I'm done with you. I'm done. It's the laziest argument in the world. And that's what I'm dealing with right now. So I'm done. I've said my last thing because all I had to say was he, he's also lining Zeke up at center and he's also losing track of how much time is on the clock and things like that. But I'm done. Uh, thankfully, and I want to give you credit for this, just like I give Scott credit for this as well. Scott is the nicest Eagles fan that I've ever met, Philadelphia fan in general. You are the most logical and quite frankly, like I'd almost lean jaded Cowboys fan there is. But you think about this stuff and you don't, like, you don't drink the Kool-Aid. You're honest about it. And I appreciate that because a lot of your fan base is a bunch of morons. Yeah, they make me sick. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, Ashley. I can't stand them. I, I sometimes wonder how I got so lucky to be in a group. I was watching Billions the other day, and the guy says to Bobby Axelrod, He's one of his program, uh, one of his portfolio managers, and he says about the deer. He goes, "I just looked at these deer, and I thought, how could someone so dumb and so lazy be occupying the same space as me? Do you understand that? Do you feel where I'm coming from, Bobby?" And he looks at him, and he goes, "More than you could even know." And that's how I feel about <laughs> Cowboys fans. If you could pick any coach right now to replace Mike McCarthy, who would it be? Ben Johnson. Yeah. It yeah. feels like he's the guy kind of across the board. You know what I mean? Because everybody wants an offensive-minded coach at this point in the NFL. Yeah, you see what the Cowboys do. What they also need is discipline. Because if you look at how the Cowboys lose games, not just the last play of the game where Mike McCarthy draws something up that's absolutely insane, but like throughout the course of the game where you're like, okay, I can pick out that as a meaningful play that – really turned things from us maybe winning that game to us losing that game, holding penalties. Cowboys are one of the worst offenders in the NFL at that. Uh, illegal motion, false starts, offsides, mismanaging timeouts. That's coaching, but that's also instilling discipline in your players or, or the lack thereof. Mm -hmm. And they just never figure that out. I don't know why. It, it really bothers me. And it affects games. I think, yeah, I think that's a good point. When you're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL, that not only is it when you talk about like a, you know a discipline or being able to just pay attention, it's right. It's paying attention to the details. the The most successful franchises pay attention to the little details, and those things matter. It's not just big picture. It's not just going out there. Yeah, you can put up a ton of points, but you're also going to blow games if you turn the ball over, if you go out there and have a bunch of false starts, or you've got touchdowns called back because of a false start or because of some other dumb penalty name the penalty doesn't really matter and that type of stuff trickles in and then it just kind of stays where if you don't nip it in the bud as a, as a coach and make it a priority to fix that players are going to sit and go eh, coach doesn't care it's not that big of a deal it's fine it's just you know it's one penalty and that's the type of stuff that snowballs and that doesn't just happen and like right it doesn't just happen with the cowboys it's any team it's any sport quite frankly it's any business in america if you don't pay attention to the little details you're not going to succeed yeah, Dallas 31st 
in team penalties per game. Only team worse was the New York Jets. Yep, and what's that say? Jets, we know the season they had, so <laughs> it kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah, I'm still, again, I, I can't believe Mike McCarthy's staying, but Jerry Jones says he's keeping him around, so here we are. Shocked. I thought that was finally going to be the nail in the coffin for him, but I guess it's not. Unless, again, the conspiracy theorist in me says maybe they had some conversations behind the scenes and they just knew whoever they wanted it wasn't going to work out. Like, Because I feel like Ben Johnson wouldn't work for Jerry Jones. Like, he wants a big splash. He wants a big name. Even though I think that's a good choice for any team, you're kind of looking and thinking Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh would make sense in Dallas, but they all want control. They all want to sit there and be able to have a say with the roster. And can you imagine, I'll be honest with you, this, this would be hard knocks. I know you can't have it with a new head coach. Bill Belichick coaching the Cowboys and having to deal with Jerry Jones. Oh my God, Trista, injected into my veins. The Cowboys on hard knocks with that. I said that to PJ. I said, that's all I want is a mid-season Bill Belichick, Dallas Cowboys team. Uh Not not training camp, none of that nonsense. I want to see how Bill Belichick is coaching mid-season. And this this fan, uh, Bass 2 Boss, uh, talking about this Jane Slater word from Jerry Jones about how close we are mm-hmm. to achieving our ultimate goal, is so, so right. The, the Cowboys are a $9 billion team, and they just keep doing whatever they want, lying to our face, telling us to keep attending these games, keep buying merchandise, yep. keep buying season tickets, all of that. Travel to Dallas to watch and support your team. All of that to yes. know this is going to be a team that wins 10, 11, 12 games and flames out early in the playoffs to a team we probably shouldn't lose to. And that's that's some of the biggest like organizational arrogance that's out there, right? And this happened in Washington with Dan Snyder until he was gone. Was it... The franchise is still worth a ton of money. And you know this, right? Owning an NFL team is idiot-proof. You're going to make money. You're going to print money. It doesn't matter. You can fail at every other business you've ever owned. If you somehow made money, like Dan Snyder, all of his businesses failed except for Snyder Communications. But he was able to buy this team. They were worth a ton of money. The fan base kept showing up for the longest time. But then they finally started to lose value, and they started to drop. And that's when things really started to change, among obviously other things going on. But like, if these teams are still winning in the regular season, you're still making a ton of money. A lot of these owners, Jerry Jones can say what he wants, but like, the actions don't match what you're saying. You may want to win a Super Bowl, but this doesn't show that you want to win a Super Bowl, keeping somebody like Mike McCarthy around. And you're right. It, it's, a, it's a level of arrogance, and I think every Cowboys fan should be frustrated because you should be looking at this going, man, anybody that's ever bought any ticket, right? You're spending your hard-earned money, and you're going to these games when you know in the end, at the very, very top, they're willing to accept what happens in the playoffs every single year. I'd be furious if I'm a Cowboys fan right now. Yeah, especially if the Eagles were to fire Nick Sirianni after going to the Super Bowl last year. That just shows that they're not Mm -hmm. happy or content with prior success. We haven't even had prior success. I haven't seen a Super Bowl since I was like in in elementary school. So (laughs) I don't know what it's got to take. The worst worst loss in 80 years, and that's not enough to say, hey, maybe it's time for us to look at some of these other really good coaches that are out there on the market, very widely coveted coaches. I don't get it, Ashu. I just don't get it. Got Jim Harbaugh interviewing with a bunch of different teams already. And uh, yeah, I thought this would be the year where teams that maybe were wishy-washy on firing their coach 
would decide to do it just because of the other choices that are going to be out there. So again, you're probably having these conversations behind closed doors. So the question is, the people you want, do they also want to be there? Is the relationship actually going to happen? So there may be some other things where guys are like, I don't want to go to Dallas right now. That's not going to work for me. So, all right, we're headed to the divisional round this weekend. So we got eight quarterbacks left in the actual playoffs, and they've all had varying levels of success throughout the years. Some are old, some are young, some of just experiencing the playoffs for the first time right now. So let's do a quarterback draft. I'm going to start with you, ladies first, Trista. Chivalry is not dead. We are going to start with you. Out of the eight quarterbacks, uh, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, who would be your number one pick if it was a fantasy draft for just this weekend? Their matchup, what we've seen so far, the number one pick for you, what would be the quarterback that you'd want the most? That's a great question. Just this weekend. Yep, we'll look at it as just, just this weekend. Jared Goff. Okay. All right. I'm surprised you went with golf first, but against Tampa, Indoor. that defense is, uh, yeah. Yep. Indoors, and it's against Tampa secondary. We saw what Devontae Smith was able to do. I think they're going to be able to have a lot more success than the Eagles had at running the ball, getting other guys like Sam Laporta involved. I think the reason I didn't choose, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Lamar Jackson, which would have been, or even C.J. Stroud for that matter, is just because of the weather. And I have no idea how that's going to influence things. And I can't mm -hmm. make that pick and go back. What I know for sure is, is the weather is going to be perfect with Jared Goff inside of a dome at the crib. Yeah, and that's, we know how much, just like your Cowboys, up until that game against Green Bay, like they, the, the Cowboys and the Lions were two teams we look at and like, they love playing indoors. They love playing at home, and they play well. So Jared Goff, it's a great matchup there. If Jared Goff is off the board for me, then I will go Lamar Jackson up against that Texans defense. Now, I'm a little bit concerned, a little bit concerned with the fact that they've had two weeks off. I, I lean more towards rest over rust for teams, but just barely, right? Like, if it's a young quarterback with not a lot of experience, like a Brock Purdy in the playoffs or a C.J. Stroud, if they had two weeks off, essentially— I'd be really concerned. Lamar Jackson at least has a lot of regular season, but or regular season experience. But we do know the narrative that's there in the playoffs. The difference for me now is that you've got the weapons at wide receiver that you didn't have before. You've got a little extra motivation and also comfort at the same time, right? The narrative is there for Lamar, but then also at the same time, he's gotten paid. So like the last two years he's been hurt, probably could have been out there and played, didn't get that to happen. But it just – Lamar feels different to me this year. There's an extra level of, like, locked in that we're seeing from him that just didn't seem like it was there before. He's no longer, like, this wide-eyed young kid that's getting his first experience in the playoffs. It just feels like there's a confidence that wasn't there before. He's improved so much as a quarterback. So I'm going to take Lamar Jackson then with the second pick here because I think that matchup against the Texans in that defense, he's got an opportunity to do things with his legs and with his arm. I like that. Coming up second for me, this is also going to be shocking, uh, is going to be purely about the home field advantage and the passing defense, which is absolutely gettable with or without Jair Alexander. So what do we see for Dak Prescott? Put up over 400 yards, three touchdowns uh, against the Packers. So I'm going to go with Brock Purdy at number two. 
I think he's got a good matchup against that defense. They're going to be able to get busy in the middle of the field. They're tight ends. We know George Kittle does his thing. We know Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the field. Debo, I think he's going to be able to go uh, absolutely berserk, kind of like he did against the Seahawks on December 10th for 368 yards. It's music to my ears. You know I love Brock Purdy, and I want to see him succeed. And I think you're right. It's another really good spot for him right there. Uh, it's it's certainly riskier with these younger guys, right? Like a CJ Stroud or even a Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy does have some level of experience in the playoffs, but then of course his last playoff game didn't have an arm that worked, so like couldn't really tell. But yeah, he just he fits well within the system and having all those weapons around him, it makes it makes total sense. So if Brock Purdy's off the board then here as well, I'm gonna have to go Josh Allen here at this point. Now the Chiefs defense has really been their strength this year, so I recognize that. But Josh Allen also has a couple of things on his side. One, it's the motivation. Man, he's so tired of losing to the Chiefs. And if there was ever a point where the Chiefs could be, or where the Bills could be in a spot to knock off the Chiefs in the playoffs, it's Patrick Mahomes on the road for the first time, that weak offense that they have. And on top of that, Josh Allen can use that athleticism and the way he played last week, running the football, not turning the ball over and throwing a bunch of interceptions, four total touchdowns. Everything is there right now, I think, for a Chiefs team that's down, a Bills team that's been inconsistent but playing good football given their standards with all the injuries at this point. Josh Allen's going to have to do a lot himself. We talked earlier about the injury report, right? There could still be some things that are going to matter for the Bills in terms of who's in and who's out as we get closer and closer to the actual kickoff. I'll take Josh Allen at this point, even against that Chiefs defense, just because he's playing really, really good football. And listen, in fantasy too, if you're looking at it like that, Throw a couple of picks. Okay, touchdowns matter more. So give me the touchdowns that we got. Well, and you're right because Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the best players in the NFL at rushing touchdowns. So that's mm -hmm. going to be something in the bad weather that he's going to have to continue to implement. So I like Josh Allen. Since Josh Allen's off the board, I'm going to have to go Patrick Mahomes. We know with all those defensive injuries for the Bills, no pass rush really. The middle of the field is going to be open. I think that's going to be a great opportunity for Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey to get busy. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes in the playoff is going to use his legs too. So give me Patrick Mahomes uh, with the third with my third pick. You want to talk about numbers too in terms of props for Josh Allen right now? Forty-five and a half rushing yards. Only Lamar Jackson's higher at fifty-three and a half. I mean that's. We're going to continue to see that number go up if he's going to run the ball for 52 yards and a touchdown. But, like, that's you get that. It's like Lamar Jackson, we always knew that. But Josh Allen also is somebody that's just everything for that offense. You can just go out there and may make some mistakes with his arm, right? Effort Stephon's down there somewhere. We've seen that time and time again during the regular season. But he also makes up for his mistakes by doing just spectacular things. Any given play with somebody like a Josh Allen – he can go out there. He can run the football. He can make a big throw. Patrick Mahomes, maybe not as much on the ground, but he's obviously going to be somebody that can do that, you know, with his arm without question. All right, our last four picks, top quarterbacks, quarterback draft, divisional round NFL coming up. It's BetMGM tonight.